It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. You are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, taking your calls today. I usually host the Monday program, but today I'm filling in for Pastor Ed. So uh, happy to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. And I would love to answer any questions you may have about the Bible, uh, any questions you may have about Jesus, about God, about Christianity. Maybe you have questions about a cult or a group that um, you know somebody that's involved with, other religions, uh, would love to chat about that with you. Also, if you've got any prayer requests, anything going on in your life, or um, someone that you know that could really use some prayer, would love to pray with you. You can call us at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, you can call 303-690-3000. 3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. And you know, in my personal uh devotions, I've really been kind of stuck in a good way, stuck in Psalm 27 lately. Um God's really been speaking to me through and from this psalm and uh was thinking about, you know, there's lots of different good stuff here, but the place that, that today really the Lord's speaking to me on is verse 4 in Psalm 27, where it says, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I just love this heart of David as he writes this psalm. One thing I've desired of the Lord, that's the thing I'm going to seek, to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And what an amazing, amazing heart. Would love to just dwell in that place of just resting in the Lord, desiring the things that honor the Lord dwelling in his presence, beholding the beauty of the Lord. And so, man, just let that kind of be kind of your heart cry this week as you go through your week. Man, one thing I ask, that's what I'm going to seek. As I'm at the office, I'm going to seek the Lord. As I'm at my home, I'm going to seek the Lord. As I'm at school, whatever it may be, really desiring to be in the presence of the Lord and to inquire in his temple and to behold his beauty. So, just a little encouragement for you today. Once again, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. Once again, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. We have two open lines right now, so I want to go to line one with Melody from Wheat Ridge on the line. Melody, welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nate. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen you, but it's all right. Um, I, had, I just have a prayer request. Um, we found out last night that our, my coworker, Mike, um, his one-year-old daughter has been diagnosed with brain cancer in their children's hospital. Um, so it's, it's really been on my mind and on my heart, and I just, you know, been praying for him, but I know that God works miracles in prayer. I don't know yeah. if Mike's a believer, but I know that all the prayers for his little girl, Kate, are really needed. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So Kate is her name? Yes. 
Okay, and Michael is the is the dad. Yeah. Okay, and then um, do you, is do you know his wife's name as well? Maybe I don't. Know her also. Okay, that's okay. Let's let's pray for them. Um, let's definitely bring that before the Lord. And it is good to hear from you, Melody. Um, but let's definitely bring that before the Lord, Father. We just come before you and we lift up baby Kate to you. And uh, what a heartbreaking thing just to find out that your little one has brain cancer. Lord, what an amazing, uh, just heart-wrenching thing. And so we pray for this little girl. I pray that you would miraculously heal her, Lord. I myself have received a miraculous healing from you uh, when I was an infant in, in something similar to this, Lord. And so I pray that you would do that in her life, that you would heal her miraculously. We know that you are Jehovah Rapha, our healer, Lord. And so would you bring healing for her? Would you rescue her? And I pray um, for her parents, Lord. I pray for, for Mike and for uh, his wife, Lord. I pray as they deal with this grief and this process, I, I don't know if they know you, Lord. You know if they don't have a relationship with you, Lord, and they haven't received forgiveness for their sin and salvation, Lord, would you just speak to them through this process and draw them to yourself? Show them your goodness and your love and your mercy, and uh, let this time, this horrible time that they're going through, be something that points them towards you, Jesus, either way. And I pray that you would surround them with believers that can come around and encourage them and lift them up uh, and, and point them towards you, Lord. I also just pray that you would um, just speak to them right now, Lord, and I pray over that little girl, Lord, I pray that she would grow up and live a full uh, healthy life, Lord, and that she would be a testimony to your goodness and your healing power, and that she would come to know you as well, Lord. And so uh, we just pray this uh, in the name of your son, Lord, and I ask that Melody would just have wisdom as to how to, to care for for uh, him as she speaks to him in the office, and just pray for your hand over the situation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Good to hear from you, Melody. Have a great day. All right, you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris. I am taking your calls and your questions today. Uh, I'm the senior pastor at Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And uh, if you live in Lakewood or Golden, Arvada, you know, Wheat Ridge or West Denver, we'd love to have you come visit us sometime on a Sunday morning. We have services at 9 and 10.45 a.m. on Sundays. Uh, would love to have you come join us sometime. Once again, you can call us on Calvary Live at 303-690-3000, or you can text 720-336-0897. I want to go to Helen on line two. Helen, welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I've got a lot of issues going on, and I'm sorry, but I just want to give praise report. Um, we just left the courthouse, and my nephew's charges were ran concurrent, and he's going to get out a lot earlier than the 24 years that he was sentenced. And I just give the Lord all the praise and glory for that. Um, so now the issues that I have going on is my job where I've been for 17 years. Um, I'm under an IVP, I think that's what it's called, and I'm being evaluated and told that I'm not working to proficiency, if that's the right word. I can't think right now, but I don't want to get fired. I just want to give my best for the next three years, because then I'll be 66 and be able to retire. I'm too old to get fired. Um, husband's marriage to, to just come back together in the name of the Lord. He stepped out on her and has been cheating for over a year. And just for the Lord to show favor to me in this job situation and to show me what I need to do to keep my job. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's definitely bring that before the Lord. It does sound like you, you do have a lot going on. So let's let's definitely bring all that together before the Lord right now. Um, yeah. Lord, we just um, lift up Helen to you, Lord, and just uh, we 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 do come before you and and give you praise for uh, the way that this court situation worked out for her nephew, Lord. We pray that you would work uh, in his life, Lord, that he would see your hand through this process, and that ultimately, Lord, I don't know if he's a believer or not, but if not, that yeah, he would turn, turn to you through this, Lord, that he would see your, your hand and your love, and that he would yes. receive your correction even through this, Lord, whatever may be going on, and that, that he would be um, strengthened and drawn closer in his faith because of the situation that he's going through, Lord. And I also pray uh, for Helen with her job situation, Lord, just as <clears throat> she's facing, you know, potentially negative reviews and other things going on, Lord, I pray that you would just give her favor in that place. Um, you know, she wants to she wants to finish well. She wants to finish out the last couple of years that she has before retirement well, Lord. And so I pray that you would give her uh, whatever she needs to be able to do that. Would you equip her by your Holy Spirit, Lord, would you work in and through her in that place? Would you help her to do more and better work than she could do on her own strength yes, because she's Lord. empowered by you, Lord? And would you give her great favor with her supervisors, Lord, that they would see um, her heart towards you and the, the way that you work and move through her and pray that you would just bless her in that. And so we also lift up this marriage, Lord, that she mentioned and and Lord, just such heartbreak and such uh, such baggage and, and stuff comes along with that, Lord. I pray that you would just just bring incredible healing and uh, restoration there, Lord. I pray that you would redeem it. I pray that you would just show your goodness in that. And that's what you do, Lord. You take broken things and you make them beautiful. So would you do that in this situation? And we just lift it up to you, Lord, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, absolutely, Helen. Thank you so much for your call, and um, I, I'm sure our listeners will be praying for you today. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood taking your calls today. Uh, we are broadcasting live up and down the Front Range from um, Colorado Springs all the way up through Cheyenne, Wyoming, uh, here in Colorado <clears throat> and up in Wyoming. And we're also broadcasting on Hope FM in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland. Love when we get our callers from the East Coast, so I would love to hear from you today. Um, we have another caller coming up, but before we get there, I just want to invite you again to call us with your questions about the Bible, your questions about God, your prayer requests. Uh, you can reach us at 303 Six nine zero three thousand, or you can text at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And I want to go to Raj on line three. Welcome to the program. Good afternoon, Pastor Nick. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Um, I have a question. My wife and I, we've been separated. It's going to be a year coming this June. And I'm just wondering um, if it would be cheating if either one of us would be or see anybody else. Yeah, you know, for, for just a, a plain and simple answer for you, yes, it would. Um, but But, you know, I think that there's probably more that needs to be dug into and uncovered there. But, but, Basically, yes, it would. I mean, as long as you're still married to the person, to be with another person would definitely be 
um, outside of that marriage and it would be infidelity. So I would say yes, but um, maybe give me a little bit of background on what's going on in your situation. You've been separated for a, a year, you said? Yes, we've been separated. It's going to be a year in June. Um, I emotionally um, cheated on her. Um, I made phone calls to chat lines and things like that, and that's how we became separated. Our communication is not there. We have two kids, uh, 12 and a 13-year-old, and we're trying to, to communicate on for their sake to try to keep it together and just... And she wants a divorce, um, and that process hasn't um, done it. I don't want a divorce, but she keeps saying that she's going to do it, and I'm like, okay, you know, and, it, and she's been telling me that for about the last six months or so, mm-hmm. and it still hasn't happened. So Yeah. Yeah, okay, so so basically, when you guys were together, you were you, you kind of stepped outside of the marriage in in a sense, and um, that's what that's what caused your separation. Is that correct? That's when it, you guys split up. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And <clears throat> so now um, you've been. Have you attempted reconciliation at, at all since then? Yeah. Okay. And you, um, at this point, you still want to get back together with her? I would, yes. Okay. And she's just, she says that she doesn't want that. She's not interested. Exactly. She's not interested. She doesn't want it. She doesn't, there's no chance. There's nothing I can do. It's our relationship's over. And she just wants me to move on without her. And and I'm like, okay, but she always says that the, she's always saying I got the divorces in process. It's going to, you know, I'm doing it. It's going to take two, three months to get it. And it, like I said, it's been like six months and then I'm like, cause I don't want it. I told her, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Um, and so <clears throat> with, with this whole situation, um, she, have you guys gone at any point to any sort of counseling or anything like that, or was she just kind of done immediately no, after we, all this we, happened? We did do we did do counseling through our church. I mean, because we go to the same church together, and we did get um, counseling through our church. And um, at one point, we were going, and um, what was crazy that we got an email. Um, not sure how it happened, but we got an email and she's seen it and it was, that's what really caused her to say, I, I, she wants the divorce. Okay. And she it got- was the day that we were going to counseling. She printed it out. She printed out the email and she showed our counselor and it was, that's what caused it. It was like, okay. And I don't know how the email came about, but that's, it's, it's a tough situation. What was so? The, what was the e- what was in the email that that made her? Say the email what? it was it was addressed to me from another lady um, saying that we had a great time and, and I had never knew this lady. I never don't never met. I've never met with any. I, I mean, besides the phone calls, I've never been with another woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I don't know. That's I. I mean, I'm. I don't know how it happened i don't know if it was spammed i don't i i have no idea okay yeah so so here's kind of the the situation and she's a believer you said yes okay and um 
out, when you met with your leadership at your church and you guys discussed this, what what did they say to you guys? What what was their counsel? They said to try to work on it, to communicate, um, to try to um, you know try to let me come back home because I'm not obviously I am not at home. Yeah. And, you know, there's like trying to you know it's hard to communicate. It's hard to work on things if we're not living in the same household and this and that just try to communicate with each other and it's so hard <coughs> excuse me for me to communicate with her because she's so closed down i can't talk to her if she won't yeah. she's short with me you know i'll okay. ask her a question or two and she just real quick with a short answer and that's it yeah okay well here's here's what i would say i, I think that they're they're there's a lot of there's a lot going on there in that situation um and i think that the best thing that you can do if you truly want reconciliation which it sounds like you do um and i believe that that's something that the lord can bring absolutely it would be really just to spend some serious time praying for her uh, you might try talking to the leadership of your church again as well and just kind of talk through some of this with them um but I mean, just kind of really an answer to your question, your original question. I mean, it, it, yeah, it, 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 as long as you're married to her still, or if you're talking about it from her perspective, I, I don't know. You didn't specify that. It doesn't really matter. Um, but, it, but it is stepping outside of that marriage covenant to be with somebody else. And, you know, I had a situation like this with somebody else that, I, that I've talked to, and, and it was somebody that had been, you know, separated for 10 years and I'm like why well, you know you've been separated but you're still married to this person and um you know you need to be doing what's right in the eyes of the lord in that and so you know with this situation i, I think that <clears throat> what you really should be doing is talking with the leadership of your church again about this and talking with her about this and you know i know you said that she's going through with this divorce um and, but she hasn't done it for some reason or another, and I, I would guess that maybe there's something inside of her that really doesn't want to. Um, and it, you know, See, and it, that's where I, and that's where I'm confused. It's like, okay, you want me to move on with my life, you want me to forget about you, you want me to do this, you want the divorce, but you haven't given me the papers. You have, I mean, you're. I, I mean, I'm getting. I don't want to be led on to say I still have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I'm like, I don't want to, I, I, that's what I'm, I'm like confused on that part. It's like, do I keep trying or do I say, you know what, we're done, we're over. And do I go get the divorce papers and say, here's the divorce papers? Yeah. You that's, know, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to get the papers. I'm not, I, right. I, I'm just confused. I'm stuck in that situation. Yeah, and you know, I, I understand kind of that where you're coming from with that. And here's the thing: I had a caller on Monday that was asking about divorce, and you know, this is going to be some people aren't going to like that. I what I have to say about this, just to be honest, and and you may not even like what I have to say about this, but it's not really a matter of what I think or what anybody else thinks about, but really about what the scripture says. And you know, the 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 biblical grounds that we see for divorce are <clears throat> um, are breaking the marriage covenant with sexual infidelity or being married to a non-believer that decides that they don't want to be married anymore. Those are what we see in scripture as a biblical grounds for divorce. And I, I know that that makes many people uncomfortable because in today's society, people feel like they want to get divorced for whatever reason. 
And so I, I hear what you're saying, and it sounds like that's what you want to stick with. You, you know, you know that you made an agreement, a covenant with this person. Um, you know, the, the point could be argued whether or not your your calling um, this phone line and stuff was stepping out out from under that marriage covenant, but that would really be on her, not on you. So I, I'd say from your situation, I mean, really, I would really seek the Lord uh, over this relationship and pray. Uh, that the Lord would turn her heart and maybe even talk to the leadership at, at your church and say, you know, this has been a year, we've been separated, I, I want to get back together, can you help us? Uh, because uh, she's going to need some some additional, you know, support from some other people. And, you know, if, if she decides to walk away, she decides to walk away. But I, if I were you, I would let that be in her court because... Um, <clears throat> I think that would really be the, the, the way to honor the Lord through this. And the best thing you can really do at this point is pray. You know, just be praying for her and um, that the Lord would really would really soften her heart and bring forgiveness. You know, I, I understand that she's got a lot of pain dealing with this and, 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 you, and you messed up, you know, you messed up in this situation and it's hurtful, but it's not too big that it can't be overcome. I've seen... God work miraculous things in in relationships like this. So, um, and would we see would we see our, our our the leader at our church together separately? Well, you know, I mean, I would ask her if she wants to, but really, probably, I, if I were you, I would probably you know that she's resistant to it. I would go to your church leadership yourself, to your pastor or something like that, and say, similar to what you're saying to me today, just say, "Here's the situation that I'm in. I, I've been separated now for a year." I don't want to get a divorce. She's saying she wants a divorce, but I'd like to see if it's possible to reconcile and just ask them what they think and ask them to be praying with you. Um, maybe they'd be willing to talk with her or, or even just facilitate a sit down between the two of you where you can just talk through a couple of things together and see if it's something that the Lord might do in your relationship there. Okay. Okay. That, uh, uh, that, that makes sense. That would be where I would start. And, you know, really, like, I, I think the best thing you can do is just pray. Just be in prayer for her and be praying that, that the Lord would soften her heart for that. And, you know, j j just um, just see what the, the leadership there at your church might say or how they might encourage you in that. They know your situation more than I do. So, you know, a five five or ten minute call on, on the radio is... I can't. I can't really assess the full situation and get, speak directly into your situation, but um, but I think that it sounds like you really want to. You don't want to get a divorce, and you want to honor the Lord with this. So, if I were you, I think that's probably the best place to start is just praying for her and talking with your church leadership and just explaining the situation again to them and see what what they might have to say. Okay. Okay. I will. I will do that. Okay. I will do that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank right. you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Can I pray for you real quick before we go? Sure. All right. Lord, I just lift up uh, Raj to you, Lord, and I pray uh, over his situation, Lord. I pray, I, I know that you are the God that takes broken things and redeems them, Lord, just as we were praying earlier. You can bring beauty out of brokenness. You give us joy in place of our mourning. You bring beauty in place of ashes, Lord. And so this relationship, this marriage is in, in ashes right now, Lord. It's, it's broken. And so we ask that you would fix it. We ask that you would restore, that you would heal, that you would work power powerfully in this situation. And um, we just pray that you would do that, Lord, and we know that you can. And so we pray that you'd soften her heart as well to that. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks for your call. 
and uh, we'll be praying for you. Thank you. All right. God bless. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions today. And uh, would love to have you if you call at 303-690-3000, or you can text us at 720-336-0897. So um, I want to go to Dennis on line one from Longmont. Dennis, welcome to the program. Yeah, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Glad to have you on the on the show today. What can what what can we do for you? Yeah, I got a question. I came from a Catholic background, and now we're we're Protestants. But I struggle with one thing, where Jesus tells Peter, "On this rock, I build I build my church." And we all know the Catholicism. Peter was the first pope, and apostolic uh, succession. It goes so forth, so forth, and so on. So. If Jesus said, well, not if Jesus did say that, how can I justify that? Maybe, you know, you know, being a Protestant because I know Protestants mean protest. So when I talk to my Catholic friends, I always, I'm, it's always a stumbling block that Jesus says this is the church, and now in what 1504, whatever it was, Luther, he broke away from that. So how do we justify that? Yeah. So here's, there's a great, it's a great question. And really, to look at that, we really need to go back to the source that we're looking at for what that means. And so when we look at that verse, we see that in Matthew chapter 16. Um, and it's when Peter, uh, Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the, the living God. And Jesus answers and says, you know, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And then he goes on and says, I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Um, and so the, the, the idea here is actually not necessarily that he's saying he's going to build on Peter. The, the word for Peter means little rock. So it's, it's like this idea of little rock. And the word when Jesus says, on this rock I will build my church, is actually means big rock or like a boulder. And so... Um, I, the argument can be and has been made that it's actually not referring to Peter at all when Jesus says that, um, but to himself, Jesus honestly referring to himself as the rock, the spiritual rock that is higher uh, in a sense. And so, um, one, you have to look at the context there, but the other side of things is there's actually uh, really no evidence that Peter was a pope or even was the leader necessarily of the original church. In fact, the early church was led by James, the brother of Jesus. Uh, that was the first council that we saw in Jerusalem. James was the leader of it. Peter, of course, was a, an apostle that had great authority within the church, um, but James was the one that led and made the decisions, and his was the final say, as we see in the book of Acts. When Paul came, James was the final say when it came to what was going to happen, and Peter was still around. So um, the idea of, of the Pope and apostolic succession actually isn't something that we see in Scripture. Um, it's something that's kind of foreign to that. Does that make sense? Kind of, yeah. And, and you know what? And I get it. And, and I know Paul wrote so much more of the New Testament than anybody else. And Paul actually said a few things about Peter, about circumcision, and, and don't act this way to the Gentiles and don't act that way to the Jews. So it seems to me Paul was telling Peter, you know, a few things. So yeah. in my mind, 
But, I, you know, I think, okay, it's even Paul more so than Peter, but I don't want to have it in my mind. I want to make sure I have it right through scriptures. It doesn't matter what I think or you think I'm a pastor. It's what the Word says. And so, Absolutely. you know, I can always justify something, but I don't want to justify it through my my reasoning, my little re- I'm going to justify it through scriptures. Yeah. Yeah, and we're we're coming up on the break here in just a second. So if we get cut off, that's that's what's going on there. If yeah, you start hearing no the music, we're going to go. But yeah, I agree. It's um, something where you know that we have so many things that start in tradition and they become dogma or doctrine out of tradition rather than out of scripture. And the, the idea of a pope or a single figurehead for the church. Uh, that has authority in that sense really started in tradition. It, it's not something ah. that we see specifically in Scripture. And so um, so we have to be careful of that. But thank you so much for your call. We're headed to the thank break you. here. And uh, for all our listeners, stick around. We'll be right back. Call us, text us with your questions. would love to answer any of those for you after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. All right, welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, hosting the program today. And if you live in the west side of Denver or Lakewood, Littleton, Arvada, Golden, Wheat Ridge, would love to have you come visit us sometime on a Sunday morning. We have services at 9 and 1045, and you can get more info at our website, calvarybelmar.org. That's calvarybelmar.org. And uh, we've got a couple calls on the line, but before we get to those, I just want to answer a quick text question or two, as we've got a ton of text questions that have come in today as well. So if we don't get to all your questions on the text line, apologies for that. But the first one I want to get to is someone texted in and asked, is it a sin to get tattoos? Is it a sin to get tattoos? That's a great question. Um, You know, there are many people that believe that it is, and there are those that believe that it isn't. And, you know, there's one Bible verse in the scripture that really deals with this issue, and it's in Leviticus. And it's in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28, when we see um, this idea of tattoos, and it speaks about tattoos. And it says this, it says, You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead, nor any tattoo marks on you. I am the Lord. And so um, the... The, the takeaway from that is many people say, well, it says, okay, don't make cuttings on your flesh for the dead. Don't put tattoo marks on you. Okay, that's something that we should not do. Um, and that can be an argument that could be made. But, you know, we really need to, whenever we look at any scripture, we need to look at it in context. And there's three uh, different ways that we want to look at edit in context. The first context we want to look at is the immediate surrounding context, the scripture that it's in. So we're going to look at Leviticus 19 if we want to understand this, the the overall context of Leviticus 19. And then you want to look at it in the context of the broader picture of scripture. So you want to take the the whole Bible cover to cover, the context of scripture, and see if it lines up within that context. And then we also want to look at the cultural context and into which that scripture was speaking and it was written. And so when we look at this verse, you could take 
that verse and say, okay, well, it's super clear, super easy. Don't get tattoos. It's not okay to get a tattoo on you. But then if you look at the context of Leviticus chapter 19, you can see that the verse right before it, verse 27 says, you shall not shave around the sides of your head, nor shall you disfigure the edges of your beard. Okay, that's kind of odd, huh? So, so it says, don't get tattoo marks on you, but then the verse right before it says, okay, don't shave around the sides of your head and don't cut the edges of your beard. What does that even mean? What are they saying when they get at that? And the idea there was that people were cutting their beards and cutting their hair to symbolize the sun and moon god, and it was a way of worship. And it was similar with these cuts for the dead or tattoo marks. It was almost a stamp of ownership belonging to um, either their ancestors or to a pagan god. And so the context directly around this idea of not getting tattoos, if we're, if we're going to say, well, we shouldn't get tattoo marks, then you should also say, well, you shouldn't cut your beard and you shouldn't cut the corners of your beard. And it's wrong to have like a marine haircut, you know, where you get the, the, the sides and the back shaved. Um, so I don't think that's a valid argument that we can make from that one scripture that we shouldn't get tattoos. Now, you could take a, a broader picture and say, well, should we get tattoos in general, is it a good thing? You know, it, it could be wrong for a certain person to get a tattoo depending on what that is. It should be something that would glorify the Lord. So if if I you know were to go and get something that was uh, not glorifying the Lord tattooed on my body, absolutely that would be something that would be something I wouldn't want to do. But there's not a specific prohibition um, against this in the scripture from what I can see and what I understand. The prohibition here is these ideas of idol worship and worship of ancestors. Um, and so that, that's what that scripture is speaking to. And you, you see in the greater context of scripture, as Christians, we're no longer bound by the Levitical law. Um, we see, you know, in that same verse, in verse 26, it says, you shall not eat anything with the blood in it. Um, and so obviously many believers around the world do that today. Uh, many people cut their beards, shave their faces, um, and then you can add on to that, get tattoos. Now, I think if you're going to get a tattoo, you should be very careful um, about that because it's permanent on your body. It's a permanent thing that's going to last. And you should, you know, really pray about that and seek the Lord as to whether that's a wise decision. But from a very simple standpoint, is it wrong? No, it's not wrong to get a tattoo. Um, it, it could be wrong depending on what you get and what your motivation is, but it's not in general wrong. Okay, so you're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions today. And I uh, want to go to the lines. Let's take a look here. <clears throat> Looks like we've got Laura on line two. Laura, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Nate. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Um, it's a faith journey, Pastor. Thank you. Um, you know what? I, I want to address your first caller um, on his... Um, asking about um, being separated and divorce and being in another relationship and that type of idea. Okay. Um, and, and I do have raw emotions, Pastor. Um, I've been on this journey for about uh, five years right now, mm -hmm. and it's been um, the most difficult journey in my whole entire life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have been given counsel by pastors that was incorrect. I have been, and I, I, I'm, I'm trying to be faithful to my Lord and my Savior. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and that's where I'm at. Um, as of tomorrow, I could possibly even lose. I have already lost my uh, oldest daughter, my relationship with my grandson and my oldest daughter over this. Um, and um, maybe tomorrow I could even lose the house and any anything uh, of value. So I'm putting my whole faith in will be with the Lord. Okay. So your, your gentleman, okay, mm-hmm. that caller, okay, let me give it to you on a perspective of the woman and the journey that it looks like her. What I heard him ask was in in the fact of uh, the divorce, that he didn't um, believe in divorce, okay? And what I heard that, what he was really say, saying is a piece of paper, you know, it's a piece of paper before the government in the divorce. Okay. I didn't, I didn't hear repentance in his voice. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear reconciliation. In the last year, what, ha, what steps has he done in, in wanting to reconcile that relationship? Mm-hmm. I heard uh, Pastor Ed go to a conference, and he referenced that Chino Jeresi did a wonderful job in response to reconciliation, what it looks like, what you need to do. I would ask him, are you being the husband that the Lord calls you to be? Instead of looking at, oh, I, you know, was chatting with some women, you know, um, it goes a lot deeper than mm-hmm. I was chatting with a woman. Yeah. You know, I would ask him if he was being the husband that the Lord calls him to. So that piece of paper in that divorce is just a piece of paper. It's about the relationship with the Lord and about what you're doing before the Lord. And it's not about her. Yeah, I'm and sorry. so... So, Laura, there's a, there's a couple of things. I, I I would I would agree with you on a certain level. Um, uh, not not really specifically to this piece of paper. I'll address that in a minute. But on the sense okay. of of somebody, uh, there is a certain level of responsibility there. And you know that, that that's kind of the limitation that we have with a, a program like this. Is that you know? As, and I told him this as well. Is that I don't have the mm-hmm. time, I don't have you the did. ability within five minutes to really see the ins and outs of this situation. That's why I referred him to his his pastor because you know um, the, the the reality is is that this situation, having been separated for a year, they're going to need if it's going to work out, they're going to need some serious counseling and some serious help. Um, and so in a situation like that, I really, his, the answer to his question is, you know, um, is it, is it wrong? Is it, is it, you know, sinful to engage in a relationship when you're still technically married? And, and I think from that standpoint, uh, in the eyes of the Lord, yeah, it is. I think that the, the technical marriage is something that God honors and and you know we're, we're called to submit to the law of the land and so um you know we see in, in romans 13 that we we submit ourselves to the authority that's over us in the state and so 
from from the perspective of him, if he was looking out, and I, this isn't necessarily what he said he was doing, so I'm not saying that this is what's going on, but if he was looking to go and start a relationship with someone but still had this, uh, this marriage together, uh, of course that would be wrong um, in the eyes of the Lord because he's not, he's, he is still married. Um, and then there's a whole other question beyond that of, you know, what's the status there? There's too much really to get into on the phone. Um, and so true. I think right. with that, you know, we have to, so we have to kind of withhold judgment a little bit and, and really just stick to the basics. Like, no, you shouldn't go get in a relationship while you're still married. That's pretty simple, true. basic. We can see that in the scriptures, you know, um, and so with that, uh, there's, you know, marriage is a complicated thing. And I want to clarify, I'm, I'm glad that you called, actually. I want to clarify, you know, when I say the biblical grounds for divorce, there, there are very clearly two biblical grounds for divorce. But there are many people who have gone through divorce for unbiblical reasons. And the question then becomes, well, am I okay? Am I okay in God's eyes? There's grace for anything that we can do if we come to the yeah. Lord and are repentant about it. So if 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 in, for you or for anybody else that may be listening, you know, and may be feeling like, oh man, maybe my grounds for divorce weren't biblical, um, and maybe they weren't. I I can't speak to that for anybody individually right now. But the reality is, uh, the Lord offers us grace and healing and restoration. Um, and there there's only one sin that cannot be forgiven, and that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, the ultimate rejection of God. And so. Um, it, it, for any of our listeners that have gone through divorce and maybe your divorce wasn't a biblical divorce and you don't like the fact that the Bible only gives those two options, just just know, here's the deal. Um, yeah, we make mistakes. We sin. We mess up. Uh, it's not what we want to do, but there is grace for that. And so I, I don't want to disparage anybody who's gone through divorce and now is you know, feeling guilty about that on some level. Um, God can really heal and, and work miraculously through that. But in someone in his situation, uh, you know, there's, he, he shouldn't be engaging in a relationship at this point with anybody else, for sure. So, um, but yeah. Laura... I guess it was the fact that he wanted to put the um, responsibility of filing for the divorce on his wife. You know, um, he didn't want the divorce. Yeah. You know, and he wanted her to do that. Pastor, I'm not divorced as yet. Um, I had to file a separation because of my husband's behavior um, uh, because I did take my vows serious. Mm -hmm. I've had to put a covenant over my heart and make Jesus my husband right now. And uh, it is the loneliest thing I have ever done in my life to mm -hmm. try to live this life married to a man who is living a double life, mm -hmm. uh, doing his own thing, um, whatever. But yet, never mind, let's not go into it. I'll just keep him in prayer. No, no, it's okay. I, 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 I hear what you're saying, and you know, I, I think... Um... And yes, I've gone through the go to his pastor. I've gone through go to his friend. Um, I've gone through, believe me, mm -hmm. uh, and I am at the point where I have zero, zero answers. And the only way that I can protect myself right now is by filing for the separation and let the court take care of it. Mm -hmm. Well, Lord, can I pray for you? You sure can. 
Okay, let's let's bring this before the Lord together. Lord, I just lift up Laura to you, and you know she's she's facing a lot of hurt, a lot of hardship, um, a lot of heartache in this situation that she's in, and um, you know the 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 situation with the other gentleman uh, obviously resonated in her heart, Lord, with some of this, and so I pray I pray just over her yeah, right now Lord. that you would bring her peace and healing. I pray that you would uh, speak to her heart and draw her to yourself, Lord, that you would comfort her in the midst of her grief and her pain. Um, Lord, I pray that you would let righteousness shine in this situation, that, that, that truth would, would, would win the day, Lord, that, um, that, that those things that need to be exposed that are broken in this situation would be exposed, Lord, and that there would be great healing uh, in the midst of this for her. And so uh, we lift up this situation to you, Lord, and we ask you just to, to work miraculously in it. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to me, Pastor Nate. Absolutely. Thanks for your call. And uh, you, you have a good day. We'll be praying for you. All right, you are listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls today. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or you can text 720-336-0897. And uh, I want to go to line three with Joan from Denver. Joan, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Um, we have a situation. My husband's daughter, who she's about 26, is living with us for the past six months. Okay. And she had a bad relationship with the father of her children who never married her, and he's a non-believer, and he's a pretty amoral guy. Mm-hmm. We were finding out he was um, with other women throughout the whole time, and mm-hmm. um, it, it was just a bad thing all the way around. And now he's with someone else, he's out of state, and he's expecting um, the children to come and see him in the summer. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's insisting, and the oldest one has a lot of emotional issues, and she's seven, and um, she's gotten a lot better, the school has remarked, since she's been here um, from the beginning of the time in December until just about now. Yeah. Um, she's improved greatly not being around her father. My question is, is it wrong for me to pray that we can, because we're trying to legally get complete custody in Colorado. Okay. Is it wrong for me to pray that he finds it so difficult that he doesn't, that he just pays the child support because he's not paying any, and he um, doesn't try to see the kids or make them come around, or that um, if he gets to see them, we can get supervised visits. Mm-hmm. Um, is it wrong to pray also that she find, you know, ultimately a good husband, which she's never had, she's never had a husband, and a father, mm-hmm. a man who will be, you know, a father to the two girls. Right. Is it, are these things wrong for me to pray? Yeah, no, no I, those are great questions. And, you know, I want to start with the second question. Uh, no, sure. it's absolutely not wrong to pray that, that, that she would find a, a, a husband that would honor her and the kids and be a great um, stepdad to those children. That That's absolutely something you should be praying for. Uh, is she a believer, a Christian, do you know? Um, she's actually, we actually got the children to Sunday school for the first time last weekend, and she said she's going to come. She oh, was okay. raised Catholic. And she's ready to get immersed in her faith again. Okay, cool. 
Um, so, so that's great. So I, I'm really glad that she wants to get plugged in and connected with church. You know, hope that the Lord will really draw her in, and that she'll be able to develop that that faith and relationship in Jesus. Um, so, he, here's the thing: I, I think you absolutely should pray for a godly husband that would that would lead her um, towards the Lord and in, in that that direction that would would honor Him and um, that He would you know be someone that would come along and and love those kids well. Absolutely, you should pray for that for sure. Okay. Um, so the, the the first question is a little bit more challenging, and mm-hmm. what I would say is this: I would say that you would. You should. I, I wouldn't say that it's wrong necessarily because we want to pray for the best thing for our for our kids and right. our grandkids. You know, you want to pray for the best thing to, for them possible. The challenge is we don't always know what the best thing is, right? Uh, and the, and the Lord does. And so, th- the way that if it was me in your situation. I would pray specifically for him. And, you know, and I don't say this in the sense that he is your enemy necessarily, but, you know, Jesus said, pray for your enemies. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of those situations where how cool would it be is if this guy really realized the the condition that his life is in and gave his life completely Mm -hmm. over, over to the Lord and got saved. And then, and then what an amazing influence he would be on his kids then. Now, Obviously, that's not the case now. So your prayers mm-hmm. need to be in protection for for those kill, those children. But but really, you know, pray. I, I would shift focus and pray that he gets saved because one way or another, it, it, as their dad, he mm-hmm. is going to fight for them. It, it sounds like he wants that relationship with them, and mm-hmm. um, you know, y- you would hope on some level that as as a person that he would desire some level of relationship with his children um, on one hand. And then at the same time, you hope on the other side, well, maybe he would just let him go and we can take care of him. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I, I understand what you're saying about, and that is, that's a good way to look at it, to pray for him right now. Um, the older one is having so many emotional issues. Yeah. The, the thing, the biggest thing we're worried about right immediately, and it would be wonderful if he did become saved was, He's living in a, one of those little tiny houses, a 200-square-foot home, with yeah. the, the new woman, and she's yeah. expecting a baby, and they're engaged to be married, and I just think that would be so traumatic yeah, for those seriously. two little girls to go yeah. with that. That's why no. I'm just, right. You know, um, so maybe the best thing would be to, yes, pray for you know him to be saved, but for the immediate need, please protect them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I pray for him and you know pray pray for for them as you know he has he has this this other woman and they're having a child pray for that for their family but then also pray you know specifically that the Lord would protect um your the, these kids that he would um that he'd keep them safe that he would let righteousness show in this situation and so if it is a situation where the courts need to get involved and say you know this really isn't the best situation this guy shouldn't be their father then mm-hmm. then that you know if, if that's what needs to happen god knows that that's what needs to happen and so okay. but really i think the biggest thing is going to be trusting it to the lord and asking him right to work powerfully in that situation and so um yeah so uh, so i mean all that circling back to your question i, I don't know that i would say it's 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 you know wrong to pray that he would not be a part of their lives, but I might shift my focus and say, yeah, 
to, to really pray for him and then pray really for the Lord just to be glorified through the whole situation. Because I think, yeah. honestly, a lot of times we as humans, we tend to think smaller than God, you know? Right. <laughs> we tend to think yeah. like, well, this situation's bad. This is how I would handle it. And, yeah. um, you know, in Ephesians, it says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all we can ask or even think. And so, you mm -hmm. know, my prayer along these lines would be something along those lines, like, Lord, would you just do, would you just blow our minds with your goodness through this situation? Yeah. You know, rather than just kind of like, would you idea. make it, would you make it so we can just get by, you know, rather than that, just Lord, would you just knock our socks off with this and, <laughs> and let him get saved and let, let, let her, um, you know, and the kids, all of them really get plugged into church, you know, and that, that it just be something that glorifies you all around. And then, you know, just praying for protection and for God's hand in it is that that would be the approach that I would take. Well, I really like that. I think that's that's why I called. Your okay. idea is is excellent. Thank you. Okay. Well, praise God. Thank thank you. Let's pray. Let's pray for that situation right now. Yeah. Um, Lord, we just come before you and we lift up this whole situation. We know that you are able to do more than we can dream up, Lord. And so we just ask that you would work powerfully in this situation. We pray for these uh, these kids, Lord, that they would be protected by you. Um, we pray for the situation as he's living in this small house and he's got, uh, you know, another baby on the way and all these things, Lord. I, I just pray that you would, you would work it out, Lord, that you would give protection for the kids in their hearts, that you would draw him to yourself, that you would draw um, the the daughter to yourself, Lord. We just pray for just righteousness and, and wisdom and grace and power in this situation. And we lift it up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. No problem. No problem at all. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for your call. All right. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris taking your calls and your questions. We've got maybe time for another call or two before the end of the program. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. I want to go to Bianca on line one. Hi, Bianca. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I just have a prayer request for my for my mom because she's been experiencing weakness and and I guess she's just working too much. Maybe she's overworked. I don't know the situation is but just pray for her yeah okay yeah let's do that let's let's come together and pray for her right now lord we just lift up bianca's mother to you lord and just as she's she's experiencing weakness and and being tired and fatigued and whatever may be going on lord i just pray uh that you would protect her lord i pray that you would just um heal her whatever's going on that you give her strength that she needs and uh, you'd encourage her and bring her comfort in the middle of this time and uh, pray for Bianca that she would know how she can be an encouragement to her mom. And we just ask all this together in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your call, Bianca. All right. I want to take a quick second and go to, to Michael. Uh, Michael, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Nate. How are you doing? Oh, very tired. I just got off of work. And I'm sitting in a parking lot trying to relax a little bit, sore. 
I have a prayer request for my brother. My brother Bob was supposed to up. Uh, my brother Bob was supposed to have an operation on Monday to remove a, a tumor, a soft fibrous tumor, out of his lung on Monday. Okay. At the v, at the VA up in upstate New York. Well, the doctors chipped away at his ribs so they can get a look, so they could get a look at it, see how it was. And it had grown to four to five inches instead of three inches. And it was, da- and it was dangerously close to his aorta. Okay. So they couldn't. So the doctor uh, decided not to operate because of the, for that reason. So the only okay. thing that can be done for my brother is uh, radiation or chemo. Okay. To try to shrink it and maybe they can go in and get it later on. Okay. Um, yeah. he's in the hospital or he's recuperating from the, from what they did do. And he needs prayer. I want prayer for his healing that God would just miraculously just take that tumor out of there. Yeah. If, if okay. that's what the Lord wants to do. But I'm also praying. I want prayer for him and for my sister-in-law, Darlene for salvation because they're, um, we're all raised Catholic, and I and I broke away from that many years ago. My brother had a form practices a form of Catholicism. Okay, but he's not. I don't believe he's born again. Not to make judgments, but I don't believe he's he's really saved. Okay, but so Michael, uh, I'm. I'm going to cut you off there just because we're coming up on the end of the show, so I want to make sure we get to to be able to pray for them. So, um, so you want to pray for his his healing, and then obviously for his. Um, he and his wife's salvation. Um, was there anything yeah. else in there? That's right. Okay, perfect. We got about 30 seconds, so we're going to just jump right in and go for it. So, Lord, okay. uh, we just lift up Bob and Darlene to you. Lord, we pray just as he's facing this, this situation, Lord, that you would bring healing. But, Lord, most importantly, we pray that you would bring salvation, that you would speak powerfully, that you would draw him to yourself by your Holy Spirit. And we do pray for healing and restoration. And we lift all this up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Michael, thank you for your call. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. This is Calvary Live. Have a great evening. Call us back again tomorrow if you got any questions. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.